Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. So welcome to episode 23 and I am your host as usual Sarah Jolly Jarvis and today is part two of the Critch Rich interview regarding your mindset. So talking sales, talking mindset, there is so much mindset intertwined with sales but what was key in the conversation that we were having, um, Chris and I were having was the fact that actually you know we, we focused in or tried to focus in on on a particular area, which was that feeling of self worth, that feeling of self sabotage. What was getting in your way? What was standing in your way? What was making you feel like your worth was relating to those votes of confidence you get from customers, and um, those little you know tweaks of happiness that you get, um, little hits of of happy hormones that you get when somebody buy something when somebody gives you that vote of confidence and why that isn't healthy for you or your business. So today Chris and I are exploring how actually once you recognize this in yourself um, you can actually peel back those layers and understand where this is coming from. What story are you telling yourself? What are you what's going on in your head that's making you think that you can't move beyond that price barrier that you can't do that launch that you can't ask that price for something um and so here you go here's today's session enjoy so quickly as a bit of a what do i do like if people are like yeah this is me yeah i can hear that what do they do i mean is it just ring chris you know like or is it that that, that would definitely be my recommended course of action however if you want it if your ego is whispering in your ear all we need is the how. We'll figure all this out on our own. If you're one of those people, you're not ready for me yet because you're you're in delusion. And I love you, but you're not quite. You haven't hit rock bottom yet. Um, <laughs> you will. You will, guaranteed, because your ego is talking you into a wall. But uh, and I see it happen all the time, and it makes me sad. But I've come to just predict and expect it now. Um, okay, so what you can do? Uh, I have the it's it's BS formula. Um, and I'll very, very quickly run through it. This is how to spot the story that's playing in your head, that's on your back, and get some, at least some intellectual understanding of what's really happening, what's really going on. Uh, and also how to challenge it a little bit. So I always start people off with this. So the I is if. Every story in your head will be if then. The it's BS will start with if then. The if is a fear. A task that you're afraid of. If I offer the program now. If I finish the program now for some people. Um, if I you know, work out every day. So sometimes there's fear attached to it. Like understand and be aware of yourself. If I get that body. If I have that money. If I have the thing. It's whatever the thing that you seem to be avoiding. Um, just assume that there is a fear attached. And write it down. Whatever it is you're avoiding. If. If I do this thing. Then. Answer on instinct. Not on intelligence and intellect. Instinct. Then what's the consequence? If you do a Facebook Live. And people don't like it. Then what? What's going to happen? What's going to happen to you? 
Um, and I'm trying to instant because your brain will say, uh, ego will creep in. That's an irrational fear. That's not real. That doesn't really control you. Spoiler alert, it does and it is. Um, your ego wants to keep you safe. Just ignore the voice for a second and trust your instinct, uh, even if it's completely irrational, which it probably will be. <laughs> if I launch this program too soon, I get, I do, I do, I'll try and use one example to make it easy to follow. If I launch this program too soon, uh, and if I if I offer this at a higher price, those are two very very common ones. Then, um, okay, if I launch it too soon, then people won't be happy with it. I'll disappoint people. Oh god, the dreaded. I'll let people down. I'll disappoint people, um, and everything that that's all the baggage that comes with that. Um, if I if I offer at a higher price and they can't afford it, then they'll have to say no. And and if I ha- so if I offer a higher price, then they'll say no. That's what I'm afraid of. Okay, two very common things. Now we move on to the BS part. And we're not in challenging at the point. We are staying within the uh, story that's holding you back. Challenge comes later. Okay. The B is because. This is the justification. Like, How do you know that's going to happen? But without challenging it. So what are you basing that on? Well, I base it on common sense sometimes. That'll be the answer. Uh, it'll be, well, people just are that way. You'll hear that quite a lot. Because, you know, if I offer this, um, because I wouldn't like that. Because I'd go off the person if they did that. Uh, that comes up a lot because we love knowing what other people will do based entirely on what we would think we would do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people are taking notes. Um, I am. <laughs> if, if I see it, pens writing furiously. Now, if if I offer a higher price, then they'll say no because I already know what money they have, and I already, I already, I can guess what what kind of money they'd be interested in investing. Um, and some people have told me what they're interested in investing. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to project the past person onto this person and I'm going to try and double guess how much money they have in their account before asking. I'm not going to ask. That'd be crazy. I'm not going to ask if they're, if they're able to do this and, and if they'd like a payment plan. No, no, no. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to assume what they have and I'm going to project a negative future. Uh, and the last one is, and so. So, so is the action that you'll do having followed this negative story. So remember, we're not challenging it. You're not saying, if I don't get rid of my perfectionism, then blah, blah, blah. No, that's a positive. You've started on a positive. You have to start on a fear to make this work, which means you have to be willing to face your fear. If I do the thing that scares me and it goes wrong, then this thing, bad thing will happen to me because I've seen it happen to other people or whatever the reasoning is that you believe that story. So whatever action you probably tend to keep doing is like, so I'm going to keep putting off and I'm going to keep working on my book um, and and do the 15th draft this week. Uh, and I'm going to ask for it back from the publisher just because I, I remembered one freaking sentence that I want to add now and change. And there's one word that's out of place. And I, 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 I can't stand the idea that someone's going to read that and then have a negative opinion of me. So I'm going to ask for that book back. I'm going to I'm going to change that one word. 
chose book. I do not know. I don't know. I don't know why I chose book. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> so, so if if I do this thing that scares me, if I publish this book uh, and it's not ready, then people won't like it. And if people don't like it, it will have a negative impact to everything else because. I'm really knowledgeable about marketing and I know that a bad book will ruin everything. <laughs> Bear in mind that a lot of the irrationalness is going to come out here. Fill the blanks in on the book. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. I said, do you want me to fill in the blanks on the book? <laughs> we both know you don't need to. Um, so because you don't want to do yourself a disjustice you don't want to do yourself a disservice you want to make sure if your job's worth doing it's worth doing right thank you're not going to want to do it again you're not going to want to do it again it's going to be good the first time and because you're so clever if you can do it right the first time well then you should do it right the first time that way you'll save yourself so much work on your 27th draft um Yeah, yeah, and because you know, then you know, yeah, there'll be consequences. There'll be consequences, and my name will be on it. And my name's very, very recognizable. It's my name. It's my reputation. Blah blah blah. So, because because came in actually because I read through my initial transcription and I was like, this doesn't, it doesn't feel right, and it doesn't do it justice. Uh, um, a quick, quick one on that for people because this comes up a lot for people and I want to make sure it's valuable for them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the it doesn't feel right and this doesn't feel aligned is just you being scared. Yeah. It's just fear. Um, so sometimes you actually have to push through. This I, I, I always, I don't laugh, I, I facepalm. Um, when someone says, if it doesn't feel aligned to you, it's not for you. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> you're going to be broke for a very long time. Um, you're at least you're gonna have issues for a long time. Comfort zone thing as well. There's an appreciation for. I'm very much working within your own style and everything else, but you've got to understand when is this gut feeling because I feel uncomfortable because I'm pushing myself, or is this gut feeling? Is is this fear? And you only know the difference between fear and ego and and intuition if you regularly communicate with your fear and your ego, and you regularly have a uh, that that channel open so that you can witness what is fear and what is ego and what is intuition. And you can do it without adding the baggage of saying, um, this feels like ego that I'm doing this. That's bad. Wait, is it? Does it have to be bad just because it's coming from ego? Like, So there's, yeah. there's all kinds of other things that get involved. So once you've got your story, once you've got the um, one specific task that you're afraid of doing, the with the consequences of the then uh the justification in the because and your follow-on natural instinctive action in the so you've got your it's bs story mm-hmm. all you all you do then to take one more step further and this is all i'm going to do on this uh, on this thing if people want to know more they can get in touch is you intellectually challenge each line you just go line by line you so look at the if um if the if was if i I I can't charge, if I charge whatever, or if I launch this sooner, it will go wrong. Challenge it. Okay, well, if I charge more, do I really know it will go wrong? 
Do I, do I absolutely know that for a fact? Have I tried? A lot of the time we'll, we'll, we will, oh man, we will spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on courses and programs and coaches just to make sure we don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And the hurt of someone saying, this wasn't good. <gasps> okay, so it's like, would this kill me if someone didn't, um, you know, I, often, I, I do the um, 30 people example. If you put out to 30 people, 10 say it's amazing, 10 say it's okay, and 10 say it was rubbish. If you're pulling the okay and the rubbish together, you're 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 in a problem. There's a there's a massive problem. If you those two are together and it has to be amazing or else, and it can't be anything less than an eight out of ten, um, for every single person who picks it up, irrelevant of whether they do the work. He's making this sound like a book again. <laughs> but no, I, I, this can go for a program, a course, a coaching package. This really does go for everything, and I've seen it go through everything uh, of this whole. It has to be amazing. I have to deliver the result. I have to know that I can. This is my f- most fun. I have to know. There's people, by the way, groaning. Listen to this. I, I know for a fact there will be people uh, who who insist before they've even made the sale. Hell, I've seen people go mad before they've even had the discovery call or the sales call of going. I have to know. I can definitely deliver the result they want without knowing exactly the result they want or what kind of person they are or what kind of action is going to happen or other factors because, oh, you know, we do actually live, we don't live in a bubble. We live in life and, you know, life happens. Yeah. Um, you know, you have family relatives that get sick, you have kids, COVID, no one saw that one coming. Um, and life happens. And the problem is when when you have a problem for a long time, it'll feel like you've been working on the same problem for a long time. And so your self-esteem goes down. You haven't been working on it. <laughs> you haven't been working on it. You've just been suffering from it. There's a big difference between suffering from your problem and working on your problem. Um, you know, going around it will just make you tired and dizzy. So you challenge it step by step, line by line. You challenge it step by step, line by line. Thank you for bringing me back. <laughs> you challenge the if, uh, and that's it, really. You just you challenge the if, then you go into the then. This consequence will happen. Do you really know what could happen? What could happen mm-hmm. if you offer a higher price? What could happen if you? What could you do to make it different? If I launch this group program and everyone doesn't find it amazing, well, have you done a beta launch yet? Have you trialed it? Does it have to be amazing for everyone in a beta or the early adopters? The early adopter psychology is understanding that it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be great. I've put out freebies before uh, and PDFs and things and specifically said, guys, this is only really for the early adopters amongst you um, who wants the information when it's raw and when it's like unpolished. Um, because trust me, this is not perfect. And it's never going to be. It's not going to be perfect ever anyway. Um, but I'll polish it up and I'll make it pretty later. This is like this is for the early adopters. Um, uh, if you want it, drop a comment below. And that's how I kind of step away from it. That's how I detach my worth from it because 
if they then come back going, oh, Chris, this was this this is a bit raw, this is a bit this is a bit rough, and and you know I, I didn't really understand that bit. I'm like, all right, great, thanks for the input. Um, yeah. uh, I don't actually take it personally because I told you it wouldn't be it would be raw and it wouldn't be perfect. Um, but let's go back to the thirty people. Of the thirty people that said it was amazing, okay, or rubbish, where's all, all of the positive feed, or, or all the feedbacks, the useful feedback, should I say? Testimonials are great, sure, but useful feedback, all of the useful feedback to make it better. Where's that going to come from? It's in the rubbish. Yeah. It, it's in the rubbish, or it's in the. It's all right. It could be improved. The people who and are like, it's amazing. They they don't have anything to add. Nothing to add. And the thing is, is that, you know, they have potentially, you know, they have cognitive bias. There's other stuff going on. It's very difficult to draw anything from them of any use to constructively move things forward. And it's very much the same thing when you are rejected at a sale. Um, You know, it's actually finding out from people. People, I would talk about it like walking the plank because you're putting yourself out there. And, you know, you are vulnerable. I'd I'd kind of step away from that. I'd step away from that entirely. The the whole idea of if you're walking the plank, you're going into the sale feeling that you're you're at risk. There is no risk. Somebody turns down. People just don't. I've said, you know, have you followed up? Well, no, because I haven't heard from them. So if I haven't heard from them, then they don't they don't want it. Yeah, I don't want them thinking I'm salesy or pushy. I don't, um, yeah, I don't and it's like, well, actually, you know, somebody's saying, no, I don't want it. Did you find out why they didn't want it? Well, no, they just said they didn't want it. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was your nugget of market research. That be- was your opportunity. Because it'll be, yeah. yeah, because it'll be in their it's BS story. It'll be, if they say no, and this can go for everything, your story always fits this pattern. If they say no, then it means, or then it proves, even worse, then it proves that my offer wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough. Something I did wasn't good enough. If you have an automatic story running, you will always run into a wall eventually. Um, yeah. You have yeah. to be able to challenge it, saying, okay, well, um, all right, if you, when you're able to detach your identity from the sale, maybe this is the last point we want to leave people with, but when you're able to detach your identity and your worth and your uh, personal esteem, from the sale in which case a yes and a no feel exactly the same that's when you know you've evolved when when they're like um yeah let's do it and you get excited because you get to work with the person not because yeah. you made a sale or not and you've got that little vote of confidence <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. great well honestly i don't take the vote of confidence i know how good my shit is um yeah. when I, I truly believe when you can get to the point that actually you don't get a high or a low from hearing a yes and a no. When you get to that point, it means you've actually detached your identity from it. Until yeah. then, a yes means that you're great and a no means that you're crap. And that will always, 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 especially when people level up and they start selling things at a higher and higher ticket, the higher they go, the higher the stakes. That's what I tend to find. You can you can willpower yourself to six figures and then crash because mm. the stakes get so high, willpower and, and self-motivation and accountability aren't enough at that point to break through the ego and the fear and the identity um, danger, if you like, the threat to your identity. Um, at that point, you've 
got to re- re- recalibrate the identity, otherwise you just won't go any further. You'll, you'll find your you'll find a way, depending on the person, to go back to. And it's really funny. You'll never go back past the level that your ego knows that it couldn't come back from. So it will blow up a business. If you know that you're great at building a business to the ground up, it will break it to the ground. If you know, if you're not quite confident about that, but you know that if it went down to like a thousand or two thousand, if it went down to like five thousand, you could probably make that back, and you'd be generally okay. That's what mm-hmm. the self sabotage will do. You will do some kind of behaviour to always take yourself back to, and this is going to sound weird and irrational, but the comfort of the pain and chaos that you're used to. And that this is where sense, a lot of, yeah. and, a, and a lot of people do that. They they're great when they're backed against the wall, but they're rubbish when the pressure's off. When when because there's nothing to prove then, they're just doing really well. And that feels weird to a lot of people. Being out of chaos feels very strange to a lot of people. And so they create chaos. Mm-hmm. They break stuff. Yeah. And and yeah, definitely. You know, I think we probably if we all sit we can all think of somebody who is like that, be that in their business life or their personal life. I'm saying, um, oh, God, yeah. When this, what happens in one happens in everything. So, yeah, absolutely. That running your own business, it, it all merges anyway, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your time. Um, you know, it's been really great to, to get your insight on that. Have you, you know, if somebody wants to find out more information quickly, where do they go? Um, just come find me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook or Instagram on my profile, not my page. Forget about that. Just come see me. Um, Facebook, I think it's something like uh, Chris Richard zero one is the URL. Um, okay. But if you're in this industry, then you you probably find me straight away. Um, if it's on Instagram, I think it's Chris underscore Richards underscore official. Um, because why not? Because ego. Uh, and I couldn't get Chris underscore Richards. Basically, and I didn't want a number. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, those, those are pretty much the two places. Um, come find me, reach out to me, send me a message. I don't bite and I don't force people into a discovery call the moment you say hello, um, <laughs> which a lot of people do. Too many people do. But, hi, you said hi to me. Does that mean you want to buy my shit? No, it means <laughs> I actually want to build a relationship with you. Call me strange, but whatever. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you, Chris. It's been lovely to speak to you. And uh, I'll speak to you again soon thanks for listening guys bye for now and i will speak to you again next week happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it